Rise and shine and good morning, everybody. Today we are having a lovely sun, uh, Saturday morning. I'm going to say Sunday. Uh, <laughs> today we are having a lovely Saturday morning. And today I decided I wanted to do a podcast. I, I meant to do one yesterday, but I got I was busy with a lot of stuff. And I was watching Netflix shows, catching up on that. And editing videos as well. Anyways, if you're listening to this for the very first time, I don't know how Spotify particularly works, but if you're listening to this on Spotify, follow me on my uh, The Omnius Podcast page, and I don't know if turn on your notifications if they if they have that. I haven't really looked at Spotify like that, but turn on your notifications so that you'll know whenever I drop a particular podcast, if they do have that particular setting. Anyways, today we are going to be... Uh, talking about my particular perception of God or just in general the perception of God and so I decided I may uh, I make this video because last week I made a video on YouTube concerning my particular issues with religious logic and so I decided why not make a podcast about this and so I'm just now getting to making a particular podcast which is kind of a extension uh, kind of an extension of what I was talking about in my video last week. So let's get to it. So my perception of God, first and foremost, is not in connection with Christianity. Now, I was raised up in the church all my life. Um, both sides of my family are strictly religious. Uh, went to church every Sunday and when I was growing up every Tuesday. <laughs> so church was two times a week for me um, in most occasions. Um, when I was growing up, I was captivated by the perception of Jesus being a white man that comes down or came down to take the sins of the world or my sins personally. Growing up, we was always taught that we don't know if God's blue, black, yellow, green, purple. We just know that he came to die for our sins. And this is a particular argument that white people gave to black people that it shouldn't matter what his color is. All that it matters is that he came to die for our sins. Now, it's easy to say that when in the church and every time that you watch television, every time that you look at the picture of Jesus or perception of Jesus, it is a white man. So, of course, he's going to tell you, Negro, that it doesn't matter what his color is because his face is Jesus. <laughs> Jesus replicates him. So, of course, it's not going to matter as much to him as it is to you. So, of course, he's going to tell you it doesn't matter what his color is. It doesn't matter what he looks like. It just matters that he came to die for your sins. Yeah, OK. Is that that's that's easy for you to say because Jesus looked exactly like you. Wonderful. Just wonderful. But anyways, um I was raised up in the perception of believing that Jesus was a white man that came down to take the sins of the world. And it wasn't until I reached around my junior year that I began to realize that when I began to learn about my history personally and my ancestry and beginning to learn about how uh, Europeans colonized Africans. And, and it was the missionaries that came to the lands of Africa first. 
before they begin to colonize and take their lands, you know, so they infiltrated before they annihilated. And so when I began to learn that in slavery, uh, slaves were given the religion of Christianity in order to be more submissive to the slave master, I immediately turned away from Christianity. And it got to the to the point where I began to turn away from the Bible, you know, and my mother to this day, she still thinks that it's a phase um, and something that I'm slowly getting over. Uh, the difference between now and back then is that I have a more understanding of what the Bible was meant for. And I have a more uh, extended uh, mindset on what Christianity is and how it played this role back in the times and why so many people today are Christians. And I don't take it personally. You know, I don't take information like this personally or the history behind it personally because I think of this on a more logical side than a more emotional side. Um, but getting back to what I was saying, um, as time went on, you know, and I began to talk about the issues that I had with Christianity and the perception of God, it wasn't until probably like late 2018, early 2019 that I ran into these Hebrew Israelites um, that told me that there is some metaphysical information in the Bible. So I was like, okay, you know, I might take a glance at it here and there and come to find out, you know, there's all this type of astrology and metaphysics and uh, hidden sayings in the Bible and stuff like that. So uh, for a short amount of time, I identified with being a Hebrew. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't take it uh, more so of talking about actual lineage. Now, to a certain point, I got so deep into it that I, I believe to a certain extent that um, from my particular ancestry on my father's side that I thought that I was uh, connected to the Hebrews, you know. But, you know, that's just trial and error. <laughs> um, but later on, I began to identify with being Hebrew as more so a metaphysical term. Um, I never identified as being a Hebrew Israelite, but people who didn't understand where I was coming from, identified me with Hebrew Israelites. So, I mean, it was whatever at the point um, at that time. So when I began to study more of the metaphysics, I began to run into this man called C. Freeman L. Um, he has some very, very uh, intellectual lectures that you can find on YouTube. But this man named Free uh, C. Freeman L., he is considered a master mason. Um, and something about masonry masonry came from African people and so he's not one of those masons that we would consider to be Illuminati and all this other type of stuff he's one of the masons in terms of being a master teacher you know but um when dealing with that type of information that he gave you know the information that he gave was that the 12 tribes of Israel are the 12 zodiacs and I never heard that before in my life and I was like wow you know that kind of makes sense because I'm, I'm looking in the book of Genesis and I'm looking at every characteristic that they gave for the 12 tribes and I'm like okay you know Leo is is Judah and Reuben is Aquarius and you know so on and so forth and so I begin to break it down even more you know, because the 12 tribes or the 12 zodiacs also dwell within the body. 
So that was very interesting to find out. Um, later on, I began to see that the very characters of the Bible are associated with zodiac signs. You know, um, Jesus talks about how he is a man who who fishes for men. He taught other men to be fishers of men. And this is when you're dealing with the Pisces, you know, um, when he was talking about being the water barrier, you know, go to the upper room, you will find uh, the water barrier. He talked about the age of Aquarius, you know, so on and so forth. Um, just very interesting how this breaks down. When you look at Da Vinci's Last Supper, um, the artwork with Da Vinci, he created the artwork where Jesus is seated with his 12 disciples. And in this particular artwork, it is set up like strategically set up and scientifically as well and geometrically. It is set up in a way in which you can identify from beginning to end the the seasons and the months throughout the year. Because every month is associated with a zodiac sign as well, you know, because there's 12 months in a year. And Jesus represents the sun. And the zodiac signs resolve or revolve around the sun. And it's just very interesting to to find that out and to see that in Da Vinci's Last Supper. There's a lot of uh, paintings back in that time, back in Da Vinci's time, that have a lot of scientific or uh, subliminal messages to it. But getting back to what I was saying, um, later on, as I was studying Hebrew and I was studying the Bible and so on and so forth, I began to have a mission to get other Hebrew Israelites out of this religion, uh, this religious dogma of believing that somebody's going to come back to save them or they got to keep these laws, statutes and commandments, you know, all this other type of stuff. And I came to a conclusion that it just was not possible. It just cannot happen. You know, like <laughs> these people are really hard headed. Um, it got to the point where. I, and I, I'm going to just be honest, I fell head over heels for this one Hebrew Israelite girl. And we, we hit it off for like a good year. It was like on and off, on and off, on and off for a good year. Um, fell head over heels for this one Hebrew Israelite girl. And it just, at the very end, we just like, no, this just isn't going to work. Because the thing was, is that we had a love and a connection for each other. It was just our belief system was just completely out of the ordinary. Like I'm over here talking about Baphomet and she's over there talking about uh, Yahusha uh, and, and, you know, the black Jesus, you know, in uh, Yahweh or Yahuwah coming back uh, with fire and brimstone. And if you don't turn away from your wicked ways, you're going to the lake of fire. She, t she calling the things in the ways that I think paganistic and of the devil you know, I, I just did not have time for that. But anyways, that, that's another <laughs> story for another day. But after I uh, after 2019, 2020 came around, of course, as we all know, the pandemic came around. And when this happened, I began to get into a phase of digging deeper into the metaphysics. So when all that pandemic stuff happened and we had to stay home. I took that opportunity to study deeper. I began to buy all type of books. I began to look at all type of lectures because I had time. 
<laughs> I had nothing but time to do my own studies and my own research and dig deeper into what I found to be very interesting and very profound. Um, and so as time went on, I began to study more about the Devi energy. I began to study about the dark side, the art. I began to study about the Kabbalah, the tree of life. I began to study about um, all type of stuff concerning metaphysics and concerning your body, digging into your deeper potential, finding uh, that which is within to bring it out as above, so below. More science concerning Baphomet. I began to study about um, just so many aspects of life. And I began to also study about uh, how the dark side is your deeper potential. I began to study about Haru and Set. I began to study about so many aspects of alchemy and, and all type of science and the esoteric uh, aspects of the Bible and, and the esoteric aspects of life. And this was a big, big issue for a lot of the Hebrews that were following me at the time. And I've a, a good amount of Hebrew Israelites unfollowed me. Uh, yeah, a good amount of Hebrew Israelites unfollowed me, made all type of posts about me. I mean, calling me uh, a devil worshiper, telling me I'm leading other people to the lake of fire. I mean, it, it was just ridiculous. Just the amount of energy that they put into coming at me uh for the information that i brought it was really very it was very entertaining you know because i i didn't have a choice but to how you say troll <laughs> I, I didn't have a choice but to troll them back you know and and just work their nerves up i can't help it i can't help it but um when i reached a certain point like going into march and april of 2020 I began to realize that I just cannot save these people, that there are certain people out there who are in a phase in life that they either transcend from or descend from, you know, that there are certain people out there who are in a phase in life where they are going through their religious phase, their Hebrew Israelite phase, Christian phase, Muslim phase, pro-black phase, you know, and there's just certain things that I just can't interrupt, you know, certain things where people are just meant to be the walking dead. And some people are meant to wake up and I'm just there to instill or implant the seed. And it's on their hands on whether they want to water that seed or not, you know. And when I came to that understanding that I can't save the masses, I can't save the walking dead, you know. When when I came to an understanding, really get going on to like May and June, when George Floyd came around, like I was just like, wow, we are really dealing with the Walking Dead here. Um, but I say all of this, <laughs> I say all of this within 15 minutes to tell you that my perception of God is very different from other people. You know, the way that I see things is very different from how other people see things. And when people ask me on, on my perceptions and beliefs in life, I just cannot explain it in, in you know, short sentences. Now, I can't explain it where people fundamentally can understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like when people ask me, how do you live your life? And I just, like, I just go with the flow of life. You know, I just live life to the best of my ability in which it can profit me. You know, the motto that I live by is I self law and master. Um, a saying that I created myself is that a man cannot serve two masters, 
So he must become his own. And so the way that I live my life is to the best of my ability, the way that it benefits me. That's how I live my life. You know, I don't live my life according to any God or deity or any rule other than the rules that I make for myself. That's just how it is. And that's what I just tell people. Um, and some people might want to go to the deeper aspects of things. How did you come to that, uh, to that, I guess, way of life? How did you come to that conclusion? And, you know, for some people, I, I give them a summary for other people. I give them the whole story background, you know, <laughs> it just, it is what it is. Uh, cause some people just don't deserve to know the ins and outs, you know, what's, what's, what's understood doesn't need to be explained, but, um, my perception of God has changed over time and I came to this understanding of God officially the way that I see things last year. And I came to the understanding that for one, God is not a man. You will have a lot of Christians who will tell you that God is not a man that he's uh, God is. Uh, and let me, let me put it this way, not a man in terms of being a human but a man in terms of gender. So people would tell you that God is a man of war. God is a uh, a man. He is the father, right? The father God. And that there is no mother goddess, but there is a son God. There is a son of God, but there's no mother goddess. They took the mother out, which is another issue that I have, is that they took the feminine essence. They took the mother essence from the trilogy, from the trinity, of life from the trinity of spirituality you cannot have a father god and a son god and not have the mother goddess there you know it's just it's just uncoordinated you can't have a trilogy or you can't even have a family without the mother or father it just does not make sense and for some reason you have christians you have hebrew israelites who think that this is normal for you to have a father god a son god but not have a mother goddess it does not make sense to me whatsoever. And when I began to really think on that back in like 2018, 2019, I was like, wow, this this was really, <laughs> really interesting. Because like when you look at every civilization, there's always a mother goddess and a father god, you know, and it, it just doesn't make sense. You have every civilization that gives some form of honor and respect to the masculine and feminine. But when you deal with Christianity, they just deal with the masculine, you know, and it shows in the way that they treated their women. And it shows in the way that they give very small respect to women in the Bible as well. But um, when dealing with the perception of God, for one, God is not a man, which leads me to another aspect that God is not a being. He's not a supreme being, a supreme creator. Um, the perception of God is bigger than how we define God is, is bigger than just saying that, oh, he's a supreme being. He's the supreme creator, you know, even saying that he, you know, was still referencing to the perception that we was given in Christianity. The perception that I see concerning God is that this particular force, the supreme conscience is not man or woman nor can be defined as a being. This is a supreme force. You know, this is a supreme essence that operates throughout everything in the universe. 
And we are also heirs and links and, and connected to that very force as well. It dwells within everything in nature. So with that being said, we have to understand that the supreme essence that we consider to be God dwells within us as well, which is why we are creators, creatures, creators. And so when we come to the understanding that we are one in one with the supreme essence, we can also say that we are gods and goddesses as well. But we are deeper than that. We are the ones that created the gods and goddesses, you know. But um, again, that's another story for another day. With that being said, we have to understand that God is more than just one idea and is identified with more than just one name. So when you look at other civilizations, they have different names for God. They have different titles for God. And they also have gods and goddesses. But understand this is that the civilizations of mythology or the mythologies within civilizations of ancient times were way more complex than how we perceive them today. See, today, the Europeans will tell you that all these civilizations worship gods and goddesses when really the gods and goddesses were just explanations for the expansion of the supreme essence. They were ex uh, explanations for the expansion of the way that the universe worked, the way that nature works, the way that we deal with our emotions and, and different traits within humans. You know, uh, many stories within Greek mythology, many stories within Hindu mythology explain that and, and really break that down as well concerning uh, human nature. But the Europeans would tell you that Oh, the Hindus worship many gods and goddesses, hundreds and thousands of gods and goddesses. That's not true. The gods and goddesses of Hindu, um, no more than the gods and goddesses of the Greek. These were explanations or uh, expansions of nature, expansions of the universe. And each god and goddess was an explanation for a particular trait in man, a particular trait in nature, a particular trait in how... Uh, the universe cooperates, you know, and that's just something that the Europeans did not have the understanding or the knowledge to know, you know. And so with that being said, we have to understand that the perception of God is way more complex than what we was given in this westernized society. You know, when people ask or tell you, uh, you know, do you believe in God? Do you do you love God? You know. I'm just like, which one? <laughs> because God isn't a name. God is a title. God is a particular term that is given reference to the nature of a deity, but it's not telling you who that deity is. If you say that you love God, okay, that's good for you. But which one are you talking about? Because every God has a name. You know, every God, Yahweh, Oladumare, Shiva, Ra, Brahma, every God has a name. You cannot say that you just love God and just assume that people know what you're talking about, even though, unfortunately, everybody know what you're talking about because of this ignorance of identifying the word God with being a name, you know, and that's just not true. You can't identify the term God and reference it to a particular deity. Because God is referencing a 
uh, a deity is referencing the position of somebody rather than saying that that's a name for somebody. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the the logic in itself is very ridiculous. But um, in conclusion, I want to give you this, that if you are a Christian or Hebrew Israelite that is listening to me and thinking, man, this man is crazy. This man is, this man is, is way off. He going off. He... <laughs> Or maybe you might be one of those people that is just still suspicious. You know, you're still um, thinking over it. Like, what if he's right? You know, or you're still skeptical on life because you're still in fear of there being a hell or there being a devil or there's going to be judgment day. Just do your own research. Do your own research and study for yourself everything that I'm telling you. Do not take anything that I'm saying for my word. I have my own journey and I want you to have your own journey as well. Something that I learned along the way, especially last year when I began to study by Joseph Campbell is that he created or not really created, but he expound on the perception of the hero's journey. He, he really brought that to light. You know, he emphasized, I should use that as a better word to use. He emphasized on the perception of the hero's journey. And each of us are on a journey to be the hero of our own life. And you have to be that Haru. You have to be that hero of your own life and find the deeper riches and aspects of life. And so do your own research, you know, travel in, you know, uh, invest in books and invest in knowledge and information to come to your own conclusion on life. You know, you don't have to take my word for it that um, God is, is more than just being identified as man or woman. You know, however you see fit in how you live your life is how you should live it. And I, I don't condemn or discriminate against whatever you want to identify or subscribe to. Whether you want to be a Christian or a Muslim or a Hebrew Israelite, whatever it is, you know, I do not discriminate or uh, talk against it. However you see fit and however your life lives, um, however you want to live your life. If you're living a good life and however you, you know, however you think is, is how you live in your life and you give praise to your God, you do you. But I'm just here to tell you that that's just not the end all be all. You know, I'm just here to let you know that how you see things and how you live your life isn't just the only way to live life. It's just another aspect of life. <laughs> it's just another aspect of life. And so when you come to that understanding that there are many ways to truth, the truth is one. There's always going to be one truth. But the way to express that truth is in many different ways. There's going to be a rainbow. But there's going to be many colors to make up that rainbow. There's going to be music, but there's always going to be different genres of music to formulate that which we call music. There's going to be many tunes that can harmonize together to make a song. And so when you come to that understanding, you will then understand that omniism, which is that that's what I identify with. And that's what we that's why I call this the Omnius podcast. But um. Omniism is when you come to the understanding that the truth is one. 
truth is one and is it expressed in many different ways. And when you become omniest, this is when you come to the understanding that truth is not just identified with one way or the other way. And you don't identify truth with just one perception of life or another, but that you see truth in all different perceptions of life. And so that's why I am the omniest Rome. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be omniest. But understand that even though you might love the color red, that doesn't mean you should discriminate against people that love the color green. You might love the color purple, but that doesn't mean you discriminate against people that love the color yellow. You can have respect for other colors of the rainbow, even if you identify particularly or individually with another color. So with that being said, I'm Tyrone. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Like I said, turn on your notifications. Follow this particular page if you are on Spotify. However you are listening to this, um, check out my other podcasts as well. Hopefully you got something out of this particular video. I will be doing more videos concerning perception of spirituality and the different philosophies around um, esoteric topics and stuff like that. But until next time, I'm Tyrone. Thank you for listening to what I had to say. Until next time, have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful weekend. And I am out.